The Midnight Podcast is proudly sponsored by Clayboy Shave Ice. Looking for a refreshing Hawaiian-style treat that will also satisfy your sweet tooth? Clayboy's offers catering for birthday parties, farmer's markets, living facilities, and school-sponsored events. Be sure to check out Clayboy Shave Ice on Instagram or Clayboy's Prints on Instagram for custom merchandise. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 6 of the Midnight Pod. Today is Tuesday, January 18th, and I'm your host, Luke McClister, and as always, I'm joined here with my co-host, Ben Spector. What's up, Ben? Hello, hello. It's It's been a good week. Uh, excited to talk about a lot of sports that have happened since our last episode, and excited to uh, get into things. Yep, so um, we're going to you know just dive right into... Um, our week's results recap. So, um, going back to January 13th last week, which was, was that Monday? No, that's that was Thursday of last week. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yep, Thursday of last week. Thursday of last week. Dang, where's time gone? Um, <laughs> 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 All right, so, JV Girls Basketball. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, oh, of course I remember the 13th, yeah. Um, I crashed my car on the 13th, by the way, but... Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, JV Girls Basketball and Varsity Girls Basketball had games against Williamsport that were originally postponed from that... The 7th. The 7th, because yes. of the snow, right? Yes, because yes. yeah, of the snow, Friday the 7th. So, uh, JV Girls Basketball versus Williamsport, the final... Uh, was Williamsport winning that game, twenty-eight to nineteen? Um, varsity girls basketball versus Williamsport. They also came up short. They uh, lost Williamsport, forty-seven to thirty-eight. And then the same night on the thirteenth, boys swimming and diving and girls swimming and diving diving had a meet versus Tuscaloosa at home. That was senior night. Um, it was a very good senior night because um, I was competing in it. Um, the boys won one hundred two. To 78, and the girls won 121 to 55. And then, um, who else? Oh, wrestling also. They had um, a match at Smithsburg that night, and they uh, came up with a big win, 62 to 9. And then Friday, the 14th, um, boys indoor track and girls indoor track, they competed at the 2022. Warrior invite, and uh, the boys finished seventh place out of 17 teams, and the girls finished fifth place out of 18 teams. And then boys basketball, and oh, both both boys and girls played Walkersville that night. Boys basketball um, played at Walkersville. The final was 62 to 11. Walkersville. That was JV, correct? Yep. And then um, JV girls basketball. Uh, played Walkersville at home at running a court, and the final of that was 32-28. to JV girls winning that. And then Varsity Boys Basketball at Walkersville, the final of that was 69-34. And then Varsity Girls Basketball uh, versus Walkersville was the final of that was 40-33. to And then moving on to the 17th, which was yesterday, Wrestling was supposed to have a match. Was it at Liberty? It was at home versus Liberty at home and Ligonor. First Liberty and Ligonor, and that was postponed due to snow and ice. And then tonight, Tuesday the 18th, um, both boys and girls basketball had games against Oakdale. Girls were away and boys were home. JV boys um, finished, uh, they lost 52-37 to against Oakdale. Varsity boys lost 58 to 38 against Oakdale. JV girls won 33 to 28, and varsity girls won 34 to 32. 
That's a surprising score for a varsity game. Yeah, very low scoring. I actually think had you know, oh, got to do some quick math here. The JV game had five less points in total Dang. than the varsity game did, and that's with JV playing seven minute qu- seven minute quarters comparative to varsity's eight minute quarters. So yeah, a little bit different. Do we want to say anything else, or do we want to just jump right into analysis here? I would say let's just jump right into it. All right. So coming to you with boys swimming and diving. So like I said earlier, it was a you know it was a good meet. It was a, I had a great senior night. Um, even after what happened earlier that day, um, um, you know it was a meet that we needed to win, and that's what we did. Um, some highlights from the Freddie Coleus won the 100 butterfly and was a part of um, the 400 free relay that also won. Um, the in, the people in that 400 free relay were Freddie Coleus, Eddie Hall, Jack Schreiber, and Seth Giese. They won that relay. And then Jack Schreiber won the 500 free and the 100 best stroke. Um, you know, I I think, you know, it's a safe it's safe to say that Jack Schreiber is, you know, our best swimmer on the team because, you know, he's a big club swimmer. He swims for fast, which is, you know, a club swim organization in Frederick. And he's, every day that kid is swimming, whether it's morning practice or afternoon practice, he usually, you know, has two practices a day. He eats, breathes, and sleeps swim. And he, um, I think he, as far as the high school season goes, I think he's only lost once in the 500 so far this season. And that was against Ligonor. And Ligonor has these two kids that are, like, insane. And I know they swim club, but I don't even think they swim club in Maryland. I know they used to, according to Freddie Coleus, I remember a conversation I had at the first meet, they used to swim for Mac. I don't know where they swim for club currently. But they went to, like, apparently, according to Freddie Coleus, don't quote me, maybe wrong, but apparently, um, I don't and I don't know their names exactly. But apparently, these two Ligonor guys went to like ESPN finals for club swim in like every event back oh. when they swam with Freddie. So these guys are like insane. So like the nationals essentially. Is what yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. And it, Freddie said it was in like Florida and it was super nice and yeah, Freddie said they're really good. Moving into girls swimming and diving, um, Campbell Caldwell won the 500 meter freestyle. And Charlotte won diving. I know there was also a, re- a few relays that won that meet, but um, you know, I could we couldn't find all the results. They're hiding from us. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of difficult to find swimming and diving results. And you know, I I I will take the blame because I should know because I'm on the team. <laughs> I really should know, but um, you know, I'm gonna cut myself some slack because uh, the 13th was a very interesting day for me, and I had a lot going on at once. I crashed my car and I had my swim senior night in the same day. <laughs> so, um yeah, moving on from that. And don't 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 worry guys. If you're worried, I'm okay. Like I'm I'm completely fine. Physically. Everything you're okay. physically I'm okay. Mentally, yes, I'm okay. <laughs> I've driven my mom's car since then. I'm completely fine. Don't worry about me. I'm good. It's just I'm trying to move on from it. So <laughs> moving on. Um the same night, the thirteenth, Thursday the thirteenth. Should have been Friday the 13th. No, just kidding. Um, wrestling, they had a meet at Smithsburg, and, um, you know, they picked up the win, 62-9 to against Smithsburg, which was to be expected. They did what they needed to do. Um, they closed out last week 3-for-3 three three in all their matches, and it was a very good week for Middletown Wrestling, um, you know, considering how weird their schedule was at the start of the season due to all the postponements and stuff. And, you know, even... Most of the postponements at the beginning of the season were for, you know, coat. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Health health and safety protocols. Health and safety protocols, <laughs> as uh, we like to call it. Um, but their match yesterday was postponed due to snow. And it's like, I don't know. I feel bad for them they, because. They just can't get away from it. I know. They, they, they just, just can't get away from it. Whatever they do. But, I mean, I guess talking about that, if you want to talk about teams that kind of feel like they're hitting their stride, in Middletown, uh, amongst the winter sports teams, I feel like wrestling's one that's kind of hitting their stride. Let's not ignore the fact that they did have a we- uh, easier part of their schedule 
and that definitely plays into it. But after the choppiness of the start of the season and the way things ended up with all the postponements and stuff, I feel like they needed just some good, nice, easy wins. And on top of that, to have good, nice, easy wins. Because it's it's one thing to have a team on your schedule who say, okay, this is a team we feel like we can beat relatively easy. It's another thing to actually beat them relatively easy. So, yeah, but last week they had three really just good, easy wins against uh, TJ Walker's own Smithsburg. And, yeah, just, just a, a good, solid start for them. As we as as we can, I guess probably the midway point of the winter sports season is what we're at right now. I would say so. I know we said it before, but it feels like it, it is now because you know we're midway through January, mm-hmm. and when you get into February, that's kind of like the last official month. You, we do carry sometimes we do carry a little bit into March. Winter wise, you talk about like winter weather, like snow, or I'm just talking about winter sports season. Oh yeah 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 yes. yes, um, yes, yes. But other than that. No, winter weather. Yeah. Maryland. Yeah, Maryland <laughs> for you. Uh, yeah, we had an interesting weekend considering Maryland weather. That's why we're uh, recording this tonight and not Sunday because snow. And, and there's more <laughs> snow in the forecast this week. There's like two more days of Wait, it. Wait, what? Yeah, there's, I, I'm not lying. There's like two more days of oh it. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> Thursday, there's snow. That's yeah. it. There was it. I, I'm but you never know. It's Maryland. You could get snow whatever in the winter. I I, I would consider just myself kind of, I would consider myself kind of like a weather nerd, low key. Um, so I, I felt like all the coming to you live <laughs> from Main Street Middletown. <laughs> the snow is coming down very hard right now. I I I I, I kind of uh, I kind of consider myself like a, a weather nerd. So like I follow like Capital Weather Gang, all the. Turf weather, all the like Maryland weather sites. Ben likes weather, <laughs> and, 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 and and they've been talking about it because hold on, Friday night into I guess Saturday afternoon, as of um, let's say like three hours ago, there's a storm system coming in where possibly up to three inches of snow. Which isn't uh, a lo- isn't a lot, but it's enough to cancel athletic events, which is what I care yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. You do bring up a good point because you know if you're gonna do what we do and work a ton of athletic events, and you're you know even, and it comes with traveling sometimes, like you're gonna need to know the weather. Well, and and, and it's funny because my girlfriend lives up in Wisconsin, so she hates the snow at this point. Yeah, snow has scarred her for life because it's Wisconsin. But for me, I love the snow. I'm a huge winter weather guy. I like it when it's cold. I I I, I'm, I don't mind the cold. And, and for someone who works in baseball, that's completely backwards. For yeah. those of you who don't know, I, I will ask you this though: Do you hate rain? Oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's because working for the Frederick Keys this summer, I despise rain because you know, I'm trying to work games, trying to make that money, and it's just something I enjoy, super really enjoyed to do. And when it would rain, games would get canceled. Rain like, during ah. rain during the fall is fine. I like yeah. it when it turns. In, but here's the thing, right? So I guess it was Sunday night into Monday. I knew that if it snowed any amount, we probably weren't going to have athletic events. So I wanted it to snow. Like, forget the yeah. ice. Forget the sleet, the grapple. That stuff sucks. Uh, yeah, forget that. Let's just have it snow. Like, if, school, if after school events are going to get canceled, just let it come down like give me six inches give me 12 inches give me all of that snow yeah that's just my my opinion i'm sure those of you listening will disagree with me strongly moving on from <laughs> the weather <laughs> that was um you know our nice weather segment thank you ben segue <laughs> um the 13th again we're still on the 13th girls basketball they played against williamsport and that was a you know a tough loss for them um, obviously I was not there because, you know, I had my little senior night thing going on. Ben was there. I was. Got any words, Ben? It's funny because we had our last episode, we talked about the Milltown boys basketball upset of Williamsport. Yeah. And how it was probably, I don't know if you want to say the best. I think you, I it was the upset of Milltown's it, it, winter sports season it, it, so far. It was the upset of a season. I think if like you're ranking for a them, second, I thought we had. Yes, we'll we'll get into that later. Yes, we will. But so I think objectively, you could say that 
that result, Middletown being Williamsport in boys basketball, was the best result of the season. No doubt. And I don't want to say the worst, but I think the girls' loss to Williamsport was maybe the most frustrating one of the season. Yeah, it kind of bit us in the... Yes, because, A, it was a game with a lot riding on it, and it was also a game that it felt like Middletown could have had, and it just all kind of fell apart. I mean... But Williamsport girls... They're good. They're good. I'll give it to them. Yeah, like... It, it, it wasn't an upset in in how the boys' game was the night before. It wasn't like an upset or surprising or anything. I think it was more just, you know, it's a game that Middletown needed to win if they wanted to keep up with Catoctin and Williamsport in the CMC gamble. And losing that and dropping down to 4-2 in the CMC gamble now puts their chances of making the CMC championship game they're going to have to do some work, and they're going to need some help, yeah. too, from friends in low places. That's interesting. I see on you know our outline here, Paige Smith. Yes. Transferred from Boonesboro. Yeah, she... Had 15. I didn't know they, that she transferred. And, and and she struggled from behind the arc. She was only one freight from behind the arc, but inside, where inside yeah. she was five for, uh, five for nine, ended up going six of 17 on the field, had three rebounds, five assists, really didn't turn the ball over at all. Only four turnovers on the night for her. A night that Williamsport had 28 turnovers. So, yeah, I mean... I feel like we could possibly see them again in the CMC Championship. Williamsport, no, because they're in the same division as us. So we have to... That oh, do we play them twice? Yes. Do we play them again? Oh, that's going to be also another good game. That's where the twist is. So, and and we'll talk about it later. But now, if you're Middletown, you're going to need some help to get to the CMC championship game. Yeah. Because on Friday night, the very next night, Catoctin played Williamsport on the girls' side, and Catoctin beat Williamsport. So now on the CMC gamble, you got Catoctin at six and zero, Williamsport at five and one, Middletown at four and two. And we play Catoctin this Friday. This Friday, and, and that is a must win. Yeah, it 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 has become a must win if if Middletown wants to make it to the CMC. Uh, championship game. It's become a must win. Come on, Middletown. Come uh, on, girls. And You got this. <laughs> I believe in you. And, and, and the frustrating thing is, if you look at the stats from that Williamsport-Middletown game, it wasn't like Middletown played bad. No, they didn't play they, bad. They, they, it was just, you know, a tough loss, you know. They, they, didn't shoot, they, they didn't shoot the ball as well as they could. They were only 13-44 of 44 uh, from a field. Right. Um, but they had eight less turnovers. Then Williamsport, they really got hurt on the boards. Um, they got out-rebounded by our count 38-20. to 20. Oh. And, I mean, Cameron Seltzer of Williamsport had 10 rebounds. Chloe Bittner had six rebounds. She also added 13 points on the night. Um, Paige Smith had uh, – not Paige Smith. Amelia Robbins of Williamsport had five. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a tough loss for Middletown, and obviously they'll get a chance to regroup, but – that's one that's going to sting a little bit, and I think if you're Middletown and you don't make the CMC championship game, that's one you're going to be able to look back at and be like, we wish we would have had that one. Yeah. So It could come down to that game. Oh, yeah, very much so. But I just, they still got a shot. Yeah, no, I, I agree. They, they just they're they, gonna can, ne- they can bounce back for yes. sure. They're going to need to win out probably in the CMC gamble and also get a little bit of help because – Catoctin's going to have to lose to Williamsport as well because I really yeah. don't see Catoctin losing to Brunswick or to Boonesboro or mm-hmm. to Smithsburg. So probably Milltown's going to need to beat Catoctin this Friday and then down the road when Williamsport and Catoctin play again, Williamsport's going to need to beat Catoctin. For sure. Moving on to Friday the 14th. One day away from being Friday the 13th. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Boys and girls indoor track. They had a meet. They competed in the 2022 Warrior Invitational up at good old HCC. Um, uh, getting to the boys recap here. Um, they p- they picked up uh, winner number two of the season, uh, CJ Brown, one shot put with a sh- throw of 46 feet and 11 and one fourth inches. One quarter, but sure. one quarter yeah. inches. Sorry, I'm not that great at math. CJ also placed third in the 55-meter dash with a time of 6.88. And he also was a part of Middletown's 4x200-meter relay, which placed sixth. 
CJ was not what what was the the last meet before this? Uh, Dwight Scott. Yes, Dwight Scott. He was not at the Dwight Scott Invitational because he wasn't feeling the best that day. And yeah, CJ CJ racks in the, a lot of the points for the guys team. Yeah. He's just that guy. Um, moving on. Uh, obviously, you know another big scorer for Middletown was Baron. Y'all know Baron. We talk about Baron a lot. Uh, he placed seventh in the mile. Oh, I didn't know he was in the mile. With a time of four fifty two nine eight, and he picked up third in the uh, the two mile with a time of ten twenty seven. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, having a double with the mile and the two mile kind of hurt him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because uh, at the Dwight Scott, all he ran was a two mile. And he was able to just run away with it. Yep. And run the 10-18. And uh, being a runner, knowing this by experience, um, spring of 2021, running track, um, most meets I'd run the mile and then the 800. And the mile I would feel great. And then i get on the track to run the 800. First 400 felt great, and then I, you get, I would get in the last lap of the 800, and your legs just feel like rocks. It's just, it's horrible, and you just got to push through it, and it definitely slows you down a little bit. But um, that's still solid for Baron. I'm pretty sure that 452 is his mile PR. I could be wrong, but um, compared to outdoor, that's definitely his mile PR, because I remember, um, this is a pretty funny story. In outdoor, he was like, Really trying to break five for the mile. Like, his chances looked really good. And, like, five minutes before he had to step up to the line, his allergies kicked in, and both of his eyes were just shut. He could, like, one eye was completely shut, and he could barely see out of any other one. And he, he like, powered through, and I think ran, like, a five, 501 or five flat. It was, like, <laughs> pissed because of his allergies didn't kick in. He, he uh, really could have broken five, but I'm glad he did it then. And then Colby White, he picked up some points from Middletown in the pole vault um, with a jump of 11 feet for fourth place. So good job, Colby. Um, I think he's done pole vault since freshman year, and he's he's improved mm-hmm. every year. So good for him. Getting into the girls' side, um, Knights, uh, the Knights picked up winners for the first time this season with two winners. Ava Allen in the pole vault with... Um, <laughs> with a time of, with uh, ten feet and six inches, and then in the four by eight relay, um, of Renee Washar, Aaron McQuitty, uh Campbell Caldwell, and Haley Lucio, they picked up uh, a time of ten twenty seven point two seven, and they picked up first place in the four by eight, and uh, that apparently is I don't know if this is correct. Ben can confirm here. That four by eight team as of Friday is the best four by eight team. For a girls track in Maryland right now, is that correct? How was I going to confirm? I, 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 I'm assuming so, but I, yeah. I'd... That's what I was told by one of the girls on that relay team. I'm not going to say who. Your your sourcing tonight is impeccable. You, I know. I, I have a lot of sources, and they're not really reliable, <laughs> but I have a lot of sources. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can definitely. I I, if I'm correct, I don't. I still could be incorrect. I definitely think it's one of the best in 2A, that 4 by 8 relay. Definitely think they have a shot to win states. Yeah, I... It, but I don't know about the best in Maryland. To Maybe your po- right now, but... To your point, I would agree with that, because I know they won first, obviously, if a Warrior. It wasn't for Dwight Scott. It was the one before no, they that. they got third at Dwight yeah, Scott. Yeah, they got third at Dwight Scott, the meet before that, and now all the meets and their names are starting to run together. They got second behind Maryvale Prep, who was obviously an yeah. IAM school, so not anyone they would see again. But I don't think they've put together that full team, that that set of four girls. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Because I think they this this season so far they've put, I know they've put McQuitty, Codwell, and Washart in the same relay. Mm-hmm. But I do not know if they put McQuitty... Washart, Campbell Caldwell, and Haley Lucido mm-hmm. all in the um, the same relay. I think in the one, actually, I remember the one that came second, and I remember Kaylee Franklin was in that one, oh, I believe, okay. instead of Lucido. All right. Um, and Lucido's a dual-sport athlete yes. with basketball being her primary, so I don't think she's been able to compete in every meet this year. No, she, no, she hasn't. Yeah. 
moving on from the 4 by 8 um, Ava Allen also uh, picked up some points in the 55-meter hurdles, coming in second with a time of 8.99 and was a part of the 4 by 2 relay, which picked up fourth place. Uh, Sophie Frizzle. Or Frizzell. Wow, you butchered that one. Was it Frizzle? Or, it's Frizzell, <laughs> it's right? It's Frizzell, yeah. my lord. Sorry, Sophie. <laughs> oh, um, my goodness. Sophie Frizzell, um, she also had a solid day. Um, she was part of the 4x2 with Ava Allen in that team, and they took fourth place. She also placed individually in the 55-meter dash with a time of 7.81 for fifth place, and um, she also placed in the 300-meter dash with a time of 44.10 for third place. Haley Lucido was also a big scorer for the Knights. Uh, she took third place in the 500-meter dash with a time of 124.79, and um, she also was in that 4 by 8 relay that picked up first. So, stellar performance by the girls' indoor track team once again. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll double back to boys' indoor track real quickly, and then I'll come back to the girls. All right, sounds good. With boys' indoor track, I think you're seeing clear, I want to say delineation, but you're seeing clear evidence of who's going to bring him a points. Baron Rapp in the distance events is going to get you points in regional meets. He's going to get you points probably at the state meet. I mean, he is starting, it feels like, to hit his stride. And at the, oh, right, yeah. and at the right time, because you've got counties coming up on Sunday, then CMCs, then regionals. So it feels like he's hitting his stride. And then, in a weird, com- it, it, I don't, I don't, and you can tell me if I'm wrong here. I don't think you see too many athletes split between the 55 dash and the shot put. But, that, no. but that's what C.J. Brown's running right now. And he's doing it quite well. I mean, he's a guy, again, like feels like hitting his stride at the right time. Obviously missed out on the Dwight Scott Invitational because he was a little bit under the weather. Yeah. But coming back in the Warrior Invitational – which has got Delaney in it, which is a 4A school. Some other schools like Maryvale yeah, Prep. Dwight and Warrior compared to Dwight, I feel like. Urbana's in yeah, the, uh, the Urbana's schools. In the, the schools you had to compete, Middletown had to compete against the Warrior were a lot better than the schools in Dwight. And if CJ was at Dwight, I think he would have had a really good meet. Yeah, so I mean, CJ picking up a win in the shot put and then getting third place in a 55 meter dash. Also part of the 4 by 2 that picked up points. So I think those are the two guys you're going to want to watch for heading into regionals and possibly states are C.J. Brown and Baron Roth. Other guys will score, and it will Middletown as a team will do well. But I definitely think at least with those two guys, C.J. Brown and Baron Roth, they're probably the best shot if Middletown is going to pick up a regional title or county title oh, or CMC yeah. title. I think that's where you that's can see. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then going back to the girls' team, I, I hope people are taking our advice. We've talked about this on the yeah, podcast. I mean, like we say, it's it's not surprising. We throw, it's not even a hot take anymore. We just throw no. out our take. It's, that is correct, it, that they are the best uh, winter sports team at Milltown right now, and they prove it every week. Yeah, but, 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 it, every – they're so easy to talk about because every time they compete, they give us so many results and so many stats to talk about. It's just so easy. I mean, Ava Allen won the pole vault for the first time. The other meet she's competing, she's been second behind second, the, yes. um, excuse me, I can't talk. Behind the girl from Governor Thomas Johnson and TJ's a three A school, so they'll be out when it comes to regionals and states. So there's an opening for her there. I mean, that 4 by 8 relay is dangerous. It's, they run so quick. And even when they don't have their A lineup in like we talked about, they, <laughs> that's a great sound effect, by the way. But And then you have Ava in the 55-meter hurdles. It feels like she's getting better every week. Yeah. And you keep was seeing, that a PR she ran this I'm week? not sure if that was a PR. I know she ran a PR at Dwight Scott. Well, she ran a PR one. She, she PR'd at Dwight Scott, but I don't want to know if this time was faster or not. But and that kind of rhymed. It did, <laughs> and, and, and then so especially now, Campbell Caldwell back got to perform this meet. I'm going back into the archives. <laughs> I'm finding, figuring this out right now. It may take me a little while, but but yeah, a, a, across the board, I just think you're seeing that this girls indoor track team continues to get better and better. They've had really good results across the board. Um, 
You look very confused as you're looking that up. But that is a PR. Okay. She ran a 9.29. Dang, she ran a 9.29 at Dwight Scott and ran an 8.99. So trim point three three tenths of a second off. Yeah. Which is that's a PR, yeah. baby. So I mean, just continuing to pump out results over there as we head into counties. Um, there's so many good runners too. Sophia Frizzell is doing well. Frizzell, not Frizzle. I said, I said, for yeah, yeah, no, I'm correcting uh, myself uh, okay, from okay. earlier. <laughs> um, you know, had had a really good time in the 55 meter dash at 7.81. Haley Lucido, a dual sport athlete, has continued to run really well in the mid distance events at track meets. So for me, I mean, that girl's indoor track team just continues to get better and better. And, and we'll talk a little bit later about like counties and what that's gonna look like for them. They're reliable. Yes, yeah, oh, that's a good word. They're like, what's what's something that's reliable? That you can always count on. Maryland They're like butter. a peanut butter sandwich. When you're hungry. That's no. Well, at least to me. No, I'm kind I'm, of weird. Peanut um, butter sandwiches are awful. Well, <laughs> when it comes to me, they're like a peanut butter sandwich. When I'm hungry and I don't know what to eat, I can slap some peanut butter on some bread and eat it. And I know it's not going to be the greatest thing in the world, but I know it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. And I know it's just going to get me through the day. Do you have to take like a putty knife and clean off your... <laughs> the roof of your mouth after you're done eating that? No. <laughs> That's disgusting. Because I don't put a lot of peanut butter on it. That's awful. Okay, just let's move on so people <laughs> don't have to think about that that take anymore. Okay. Well, they're reliable. So where are we at? Boys basketball. Yes, on the 14th against Walkersville. Yeah. Uh, Not much to it. Walkersville is the best team in the CMC, and they showed why. I mean, they're having a really good season. I will amend that when I wrote that. I should have said CMC Gambrel. I think there are some teams in the CMC Gambrel who are better than them, and you'll see it in the CMC oh, championship yeah. game. But right now, in the division, Walker is the best team, and they, they prove why. Yeah. Friday night, they just beat Middletown. Uh, moving into girls basketball, not the prettiest. Um, hold on. Because they won against Walker's all right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. What was the score again? Final score was 40-33. Oh, yeah, you're right. Not the prettiest win for them, um, but after a back-to-back, um, you know, after playing back-to-back games, you know, they had the loss versus Williamsport, and then bouncing back the next day with a win against Walkersville is still is still good. It's still good to, you know, pick up a win right after a tough loss like yeah. that. Um, and then they survived with uh, 29 turnovers, but they forced Walkersville to only shoot uh, 12, 12 um, out of 39 from the field. Yeah, I mean, we'll just touch on quickly. Uh, if you've been to a Middletown girls basketball game, I guess either tonight or because we're recording this on the 18th or last Friday, Julia Harris is out. Uh, she oh, yeah, she yeah. injured her shoulder. I think that's going to be a big challenge for Middletown because Julia's really good about opening up the team offensively and helping rotate the ball and move the ball around. And when she's in, the ball movement's pretty crisp. Um, so they're going to have to do some first adjusting. Yeah, yeah so, some adjusting to figure out how to replace her. And especially with her being out Friday night and then having a game that was a back-to-back, the second leg of a back-to-back against Walkersville, your rival. That was just a game that they needed to win. Like, it doesn't matter how they do it. It doesn't matter, like, style points, anything like that. That was just a game where it felt like they needed to win it. So, that that was pretty much it in a nutshell. I mean, you can parse into the st- statistics. Both teams were not great with the ball. Middletown had 29 turnovers. Um, it looks like Walkersville had 29 as well. Walkersville didn't shoot. Really well in the interior. Middletown shot a little bit better. Catherine DeGrange had 10 points. Good night for her. Riley Nelson had 10. She also added six boards. Bree Horman had six boards. Um, so, yeah, I, again, like, it, it wasn't the prettiest win, but it gets the job done. It, it brought them into this week in one piece, and that's really all you can ask for. Um, and now let's go into this week. Yeah, this week for boys basketball, um, Middletown had a game tonight against Oakdale. And um, the first half was a really good game for Middletown. I um, think, I think, at least from what we've seen, I think that's the best Middletown's looked all year. 
Yes. We weren't at Williamsport. Correct. And in I, our I, eyes, yeah. It, I, I wish I saw the Williamsport game and how that went. So we can't really make the comparison. But as far as, like, defensively, I would agree with you. And offensively, I don't know, because there were yeah. a lot of turnovers on Middletown's side tonight. That's fair. I, I mean, I think the biggest thing is Middletown got in a 2-3 zone, and they were kind of overloading the wings. But honestly, Middletown came out. I don't know if they had watched, like, an aggressive amount of film. It looked like they, they did their homework. I mean, Oakdale was not comfortable at all in the first half offensively. Oakdale had a lot of like one and out possessions where they didn't get offensive rebounds, didn't really get good looks at the ball. They missed a lot of threes, a lot of contested threes. Middletown was doing a great job in like a little two three zone. Oakdale liked to swing the ball out to the wings and then try to find a high post inside. Middletown did a really nice job overloading to the wings but covering up the high post in the middle. Um, it, it, it was, I think, the best middle. I, I really do think it may be the best we've seen Middletown play. They got some nice. They got some clutch buckets in the first they half. They did. Um, Logan Butts had a couple nice and ones. Yeah, and it really he f- was hype. It really felt like in the first half they were gonna fight punch for punch with Oakdale. Uh-huh. It looked like it was gonna be a good game, but then coming out in the second half, you know the thing that killed us was turnovers because you know turn the ball over, your whole defense can't get back. We can't. We're not able to you know set up in the two three zone, which was you know going so well for us and that's what killed us and i i I and then oh i'm sorry go ahead yeah oakdale was pressing too Mm -hmm. and that's they're able you know know, they're creating turnovers through the press and i mean they're just able to pull away through those points they got through turnovers honestly i think the biggest thing is milltown managed to hold oakdale 26 points in the first half which yeah which is, is good is an average number oakdale shot one from eight from behind the arc in the first half that's part of it was Oakdale definitely a little cold, a little, uh-huh. a little chilly to start off with. At the same time, Middletown's defense forced them to take some kind of low percentage chances late in the shot clock from behind the arc. Yeah, the one shot that was it, Cameron Dorf? Yeah, yeah. Literally, the shot clock was winding down, and he just threw it up behind the back, and it just went in. That was one of the weirder buckets I've seen this year. Yeah, but so I, I think impressive though. I think the difference was in the second half, in the third quarter. Oakdale's four for six from behind the arc, which you can't have teams shooting 67% from (laughs) behind the arc against you, even in a quarter and expect to win. And part of that was Oakdale got in transition, had some open threes, had some good looks. They were able to set up their offense a little bit too in the second half. Exactly. Part of that was they were able to set their offense. And so, I mean, it was a really good first half of basketball. And I think... At least I'll say this. This is personally how I feel. You're starting to see some sparks with Middletown of a team that's kind of starting to put it together. Yeah. um, Like, you're starting to see bits and pieces of it at times. I think if we had been in Williamsport, we would have seen it. Yeah. I think you started to see it in the first half night against an Oakdale team that was physical, that's fast, that's aggressive, that's well-rounded. They can play good basketball. They just got to be able to hold on the whole game. Yes. And they'll beat some teams. And, 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 and that's exactly what I think we talked about last time. What was most impressive about the Williamsport win is that was a four-quarter effort there. Oh, yeah. That was a four-quarter effort against a good Williamsport team. Yeah, we really only had like a two, two-and-a-half-quarter full effort out of Middletown yeah, tonight. That, that, and I, I, you know, I hate to say that, but that's just what it looked like. And and, and, well, and, and that was kind of a tough part. It's like that third quarter, getting outscored 20-7 to seven in the third hurt. Yeah. Hurt a lot, so um, that's how it goes. You know, Logan Betts. Bets. Logan, Logan Butts. Butts. Wow. Um, That's okay. I call him Brett Lucas twice tonight over the PA, so <laughs> it happens. It happens. I had to yell at you. Yes, you did. Um, you know, he led the Knights tonight with 19 points, mm-hmm. um, despite, you know, the 29 turnovers that the Knights had tonight. Yeah, I, I mean. And is 19 points, is that the most anybody scored all season for the boys team? I, I don't know. I mean, that's got to be close to a it's season close. high across the board, but there may be one or two guys who just yeah. lit it up one night. And um. But yeah, I struggle in there. Butch has, um, from the field, he struggled earlier this season. But in the past two weeks, he's been able to find his groove again. Yeah, he has. And he's been he's been having some good games. I know he had a really good game against Williamsport. I don't really know how Walkersville went. I don't think it went the greatest, but tonight went really yeah. well for him. He was making his shots, and 
he even had those two clutch ham ones, you know. He's a shooter, but he was um he was scoring points in the paint as well. Yeah, I, I, he had a couple nice as you said, a couple nice ham one finishes tonight. Um look look good. Look really good actually. So yeah, I, I think it's uh promising. Yeah. Um moving into girls. So tonight uh they won on the road against Oakdale, which is a nice solid win for them. Um it's a non conference win, but it's still, you know, a solid win for their record, you know, considering um the tough loss they had to Williamsport yep. last week. Um they had a fifteen to ten lead at halftime and then closed out strong in the second half. And then um Bree Lawyer uh had uh ten points for the Knights, um and she scored eight of those points in the fourth quarter, which is clutch. Yeah, the very clutch, and I think we talked about it a little bit last time, but it's even more, it's amplified more so now with Julia Harris being out for a little while. They're going to have to get their bread a couple different ways. Like, they're not just going to have one person who they can rely on to score. So it's nice to see that, you know, every game they have, there's a different league score. One night, Riley Nelson has 20, kind of leads away, and then Bree Lawyer has 10 tonight, including eight and a fourth, a clutch performance to help the Knights get a win. So they're going to have to get their money in different ways, and I think you're starting to see that. But that's a good thing. Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, you know, obviously having Julie out for a little bit isn't going to leave, you know, the the easiest challenge for the girls' team, but I think they can get it done nonetheless. Yep, but no, I, I, I agree 100%. And then um, moving into, you know, some more analysis. Just broader analysis. Broader, I guess. No, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Um. Boys basketball, you know, despite having a rough season, they're 500 in the conference, mm-hmm. and um, that was the first time they played through the conference. Yeah, I, I mean, this season, I I think that Williamsport win does a lot to kind of change. Yeah, that it, was a. It feels like the direction of how things are moving mm-hmm. because there's just something, obviously, aesthetically. I won't say aesthetically pleasing, but. There's something about three and three that feels a whole lot better than two and four. Agreed. I mean, and like people, people have kind of been treating. I wouldn't say. I mean, people haven't had um, the best belief mm-hmm. in our boys' team this year. Yeah. Just you know, considering the talent on other teams and stuff. And, but then you'll see it in games. You'll see a glimpse of like yes, how we oh, can play. Exactly. Like you saw it in the Williamsport game. You yeah, saw exactly. it tonight in the first two halves of the game, and you're like, first two quarters, but yes. first, yeah, first two quarters. My bad. Um, of the game tonight, and like this team can play. They just gotta want it, and mm-hmm. you can see like they wanted it in Williamsport. They wanted it tonight mm-hmm. in oh, the I first agree. in I the agree. first half. I agree, hundred percent. And when they want it, they can get it. Yeah, I mean, and again. S- s- there was just there was a aggressiveness, I think is a good way to describe it, in the first half. Like yeah. they were quick, they were sharp, they were covering their assignments, they were on top of things. There was no missed I mean, there were mistakes. You know, we we saw it with the turnovers and stuff, but there were it was just crisper, especially defensively. It oh, was just crisper. Of course. It was just crisper. They were doing a good job covering their assignments. There was a lot more communication, it felt like there weren't you know, guys out to lunch. I don't want to say out to lunch, but there weren't blown assignments. It was a real mm-hmm. crisp first half. Again, I think you're seeing glimpses of it. The biggest thing for them is just now down the stretch, you got batting down the hatches and try and get as many wins as you can because yeah. you're going to need it. And, you know, going back to kind of what I was saying earlier, you know, this boys team, if they want to finish out their season and put some unexpected wins on their record – they're not going to win by talent. They're going to win by grit. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to want it. And, yeah. You know, if I had to predict anything, they're going to come for it. They're going to do – they have nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. They're going to do everything they can in their power to win games. And, 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 again, it feels like we're starting to see at times, it feels like there's a lot of buy-in to what they're trying to do. Yeah. Uh, physically, aggressiveness. It feels like there's a lot of buy-in on that across the board. So that's just my two thoughts. And – they did the most against Oakdale. Yeah, before I agree. for 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 preparing. Yeah, they watched a ton of film. Yeah, you could it, just it, see it. it. They knew what was coming. Agreed. And in the first two half, um, the first half, not first two halves, 
in the first half, they played great. Yeah. But, you know, they just got to get that offense run mm-hmm. more smoothly and just not have as many turnovers and all. Mm-hmm. I, I agree 100%. It'll come together for yes. them. Um, girls basketball analysis. You know, obviously they had that disappointing loss to Williamsport, but, you know, it happens. But um, Williamsport, if Williamsport ends up losing to Catoctin, or Williamsport lost to Catoctin, yes, sorry. Yes. Um, what does that mean for the rest of the CMC Gamble play, Ben? I mean, I think n- now with Middletown, the margin for error is significantly less. And I know making it to the CMC championship game isn't the be-all, end-all, but also let's call a spade a spade here. Not that many teams make state championship games, and we're not saying Middletown can't. But the CMC championship game and winning the CMC Gamble Division is a nice goal to give yourself in the interim something to reach for, I guess, yeah. if that makes sense. Because, again, if you measure your season on making it to the state championship it's game, like it's a little lofty. I would compare the CMC championship game to kind of like the conference tournament before March Madness. Yeah. If you win that, it's like... You win a championship. Oh, we're going into March Madness. Let's go win another championship. Yes, yeah, I, I, no, I, I agree, and obviously it has a little bit different meaning. But I mean, but now again, the margin of error is less. You know, Williamsport, not Williamsport, Catoctin six Catoctin, no. Catoctin yeah. six no in the conference now. Williamsport's five and one. Middletown's four and two. If you're Middletown, you got to set the tone this Friday. You got to beat Catoctin because dropping out of three losses in conference play is not obviously not mathematically. But from like a realistically standpoint, that would kind of feel like a death knell, I think. Because you could see Catoctin having a slip-up and losing to a Brunswick or losing to a Smithsburg or losing to a Walkersville. You could see that happening. I don't see them losing between Brunswick, Smithsburg, Walkersville, and... Oh, man. Brunswick? Brunswick... Brunswick, Smithsburg, Walkersville, and Boonesboro. I don't see them losing two of those four games. So I think that's the biggest thing is there's room for a slip-up there, but if you lose on Friday, I think realistically that probably puts the chances of making the CMC championship game to bed. So it's just got to be – the tone's got to be set Friday, and it's got to be set aggressively. I mean, and then if you take care of business on Friday, now no one in the conference is undefeated. Catoctin and Williamsport still have to play. You hope maybe Williamsport beats Catoctin or Catoctin has a slip-up. You beat Williamsport the second time around, although that's a tough trip up there for that game, so that'll be a little bit difficult. But you just have to take it one game at a time. I know that's a cliche, but really, Middletown has enough work to do where they just have to take it one game at a time if they want to make the CMC championship game. But at the same time, it's a privilege to be talking about these things because there are other Middletown teams who aren't talking about possibly winning a CMC championship or, you know, making it to a CMC championship game. And so you root for that pressure, I think, if you're Middletown. Of course. Moving into boys and or track. You know, obviously, C.J. Brown's return to competition was huge. And um, it shows what the rest of the season could look like for him. You know, winning the shot put, being in the 4 by 2 helping them place, and PRing. And what was it, the 55? 55 dash? Yes. Right? Yes, for 55 dash. The 55 dash. Like, just what a meet for him. And then you got Baron Rop continuing to, you know, place in those distance events, which is, you know, key for the Knights. <laughs> and, um... Where do we see them finishing? And what do you think it'll be like on Saturday for them? Yeah, counties on Saturday, obviously it's kind of a tough one to predict because it's not the same lineup that you'll see at regionals, and it's not the same lineup that you'll see in states. I think, I don't know if I want to predict where they're going to finish, but I think if you're Middletown, a realistic goal is top half of the county. So top five. Out of 10, I think that's a realistic goal for Middletown and something they can definitely get. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just having the guys like C.J. Brown, like Baron Rob, who you expect to place, continue to place. If they continue to do what they need to do, and maybe it's not winning first or winning second, but just continuing to get points in the events they're in, that's going to help Middletown sneak up the standings. Because 
not everyone has those guys who they can count on to go out and, okay, you're going to get us points. So if C.J. Brown and Baron Rop can continue to do that and continue to get the points, I think that changes up um, and, and could put Middletown in the top five at counties on Saturday. Solid take. But but also, I, I will say, anyone who knows me knows I have a Ricky Bobby school of thought when it comes to athletic events, and that's if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but in, in all seriousness, realistically, probably top five, I would say. Yeah. Um, Girls indoor track. So they had, you know, a real solid f- finish. Saturday at the Warrior invite. Um, they've now finished in the top third of teams out of all four of their meets. Um, yeah. So, uh, the Warrior Invitational, you know, seemed to be a bit closer to the lineup they could run um, at counties and regionals since only, you know, Kaylee Franklin was missing and Campbell Caldwell was running at full strength. Plus, Haley Lucido and Sylvie Rizal were there. Yeah, I mean... So they had their whole team. I, I think that's something... I want to say we, we've we talked about a lot. In this year, with the health and safety protocols and everything, what we're looking for, especially when teams in our region or teams in your conference play you, is, okay, how many people are they down? Is this the team at full strength, or is this the team like at 50%, 75%? And so I think with Middletown... You've seen it where this team that ran Saturday with Haley Lucido being there, Sophie Frizzell being there, Campbell Caldwell was back and placing in multiple events. I think that's the team, like, you're starting to see the lineup take take shape a little bit for what you could see at counties or CMCs and then, of course, at regionals. Obviously, things will change between now and then because that's how they do, that's how they work, you know, and that's how things work. But I think you're starting to see things come together and I think that's exciting from a girls indoor track standpoint because they just keep getting better and better and better and better and it's fun to watch a team who is already doing well kind of I won't say behind the eight ball but not full strength all of a sudden get back up to full strength and feels like just hit their stride they could they will finish top five at counties yeah I'm sure that I mean Maybe top three. I think they'll finish top three. It's tough because Urbana is so loaded yeah. in girls indoor track that, like, obviously, I mean, this was at least mine when I competed in sports, and I would hope it's everyone. You want to go out there and win. But from a realistic standpoint, getting to Urbana just with how many absolute talents. That would be historic. Are, that would be awesome. So, I mean, obviously you want to win realistically for them. I think top three is where you want to be. Yeah. Um, Boys swimming and diving. You know, Jack Shriver is having a really solid season in the 500. Um, I definitely think he'll be um, competing in states in that event. No doubt in my mind. And then uh, Freddie Coleus. He's also having a pretty strong season. You know, he used to swim club. Um. I think dropped it a few years ago going into high school just because he didn't want to do it anymore for whatever reason. And he still looks like – he still swims like a club swimmer. Still having a really solid season. Yeah, you know, I think 100 fly might be his only individual win this season outside. Um, and I know he's won a ton of relays. I don't know if that's, you know, completely correct. But he's, he places. Yeah, he's he's bringing in the points he needs to bring in. Yeah. And then girls swimming and diving. Uh, Campbell Caldwell's having a very impressive season in the 500. She swims the 500 a lot. You know, she's a distance runner for girls indoor track, and she's a distance swimmer for the girls swimming and diving team. And um, she wins the 500 a lot. I don't know if she won it against Ligonor, but I know she won it against... Oakdale, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if she swam against Catoctin, and I know she won it Thursday against Tuscarora. She's having a really solid season in the 500. And I also know Alex Jones, Heidi Tomlin are also um, 
placing events, picking up points as well. So they're also doing really solid. Um, they're also reliable swimmers you can count on in every meet. And Charlotte Cleaney is also having a very successful season in diving as well. Um, you know, as a freshman, she's doing very well, like we said. I think on one of our first episodes we ever recorded. Um, she's, like, close to breaking some Middletown records in diving as a freshman. And she's got three more years. And, you know, in the next three years, she should shatter them. Yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be a really cool spot to be in. And we actually have seen it with some of our athletes, like Ava Allen, who is a sophomore. Yes, right? Please. I think Ava Allen's a sophomore. I think she's a sophomore. I, 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 cannot, I cannot believe I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, she's a sophomore. She is a sophomore. Um, But Ava Allen's a sophomore, Shark Claney, a freshman, and... It's nice to be set in school records or close to set in school records and then realizing like, oh, yeah, I have two more years to do this mm-hmm. and just keep adding and adding and adding to it. So, yeah, that, 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 that's a really cool situation to be in with Charlottesen, and hopefully she'll continue to keep doing it. And we'll be able to keep talking into the future about her just breaking records and breaking records and maybe state championships. Affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving into our wrap up. Records that have changed. Varsity boys basketball, they are 3-8 and eight overall, and they are 3-3 three and three in the CMC Gambrel division. Varsity girls basketball, they are 9-4 and four overall, and they are 4-2 and two in the CMC Gambrel division. Boys in their track, they are in 7th place out of 7... They got 7th place out of 17 teams at the 2022 Warrior Invitational. Girls in their track got 5th place out of 18 teams... At 2022 Warrior Invitational. Boys swimming and diving. 2-2 two and two overall. 1-0 in the CMC Gambrel Conference. Girls swimming and diving. 2-2 two and two overall. 1-0 in the CMC Gambrel Conference. Wrestling. 10-3 overall. 5-2 in non-tournament play. 5-1 in CMC. And 3-1 and in CMC Gambrel. That's solid. Yeah, no. I, s- solid. There aren't. Everything's been pretty good for Middletown this season. Not not spectacular. Like I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like we have a bunch of teams, or like all seven of our teams could win states. But no, there are a lot of good teams at Middletown right now who are playing well. So that's always a good thing to see. Of course. Now we're gonna do our schedule till next episode, which should be out. Emphasis on should. Weather and health and safety and technology permitting. Yes. Should be out on Sunday the 23rd. That is subject to change. So schedule the next episode. Thursday the 20th. Uh, Wrestling has a match versus Catoctin and Frederick. They have a tri-meet at Catoctin High School, which starts at 5 p.m. Boys and girls swimming and diving has a home meet versus Governor Thomas Johnson, which I'll be competing in. At home at 6 p.m. Friday the 21st. Wrestling. Oh, okay. So they will be at the 2021 Duels at Westminster, day number one, which will be at Westminster High School, which starts at 4 p.m. Junior Varsity Boys Basketball will be at Catoctin at 5.30 p.m. Junior Varsity Girls Basketball will be at home versus Catoctin at 5.30 p.m. Varsity Boys Basketball will play Catoctin at Catoctin at 7 p.m. And Varsity Girls Basketball will play against Catoctin here at Ron Engle Court at 7 p.m. Revenge game. We lost. We only lost the one. 49-48. One point game. One point loss. So That's a must win. Yes, it, it is a must win. And then Saturday the 22nd, wrestling has day number two at 2021 duels at Westminster which will be at Westminster High School. That kicks off at 9 a.m. Boys and girls indoor track um, will be at the 2021-2022 Frederick County Public Schools County Championships at Hagerstown Community College, which will begin at 2 p.m. And that's all she wrote. Yep, it's starting to get that time. We're starting to inch our way closer to playoffs and big meets and big matches and stuff. So Playoffs. Oh, that's a good quote. I, I hope people listening at home 
know know what you're quoting there and what you're referencing because if not that's just disappointing that they won't get how good a reference let them know <laughs> what am i referencing then jim mora back in late 90s with when he was coaching the indianapolis colts got asked about playoffs <laughs> that's a lot closer to jim mora's yeah. voice playoffs don't talk about playoffs playoffs you kidding me and on that note <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for tuning in and listening to episode six of the Midnight Pod. Um, just want to give a huge shout out and thank you to, you know, all our listeners. We appreciate you all. Um, you know, we love doing this and putting these out for you. It's just, you know, something that we love to do. Thank you all for listening, and we're signing out. Adios. Adios.